interesting people, incredible stories. This is Talk All Things with JP. And welcome to Talk All Things with JP. I'm your host JP, thanks to Brulee Patisserie, a little piece of Europe in Melbourne. Steve Vischer combines a love of aviation with the production and hosting of Australia's best-known podcast of its type, Playing Crazy Down Under. He is also a qualified train driver and holds pilot licenses in Australia and in the US. And welcome to Talk All Big Steve. Oh, thanks, JP. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Very excited having you on my podcast show today. Oh, it's great to be here, mate. Thank you. Steve, when did you first fall in love with flying? Well, you know, it's funny. I, uh, I'd never flown anywhere until I was 17. And my, my dad actually used to go flying uh, with a friend of his at Moorabbin in the 70s. And he always asked me to go along and I was, I was too scared to do it. I wouldn't do it. But in 1989, I was accepted into an exchange student program. I just actually finished year 12 and the opportunity was there to go to America and do another six months. Their school year sits six months behind ours. So I effectively did another six months of year 12, but I did it over in the States. And so obviously you have to fly there. So I remember rolling out in this uh, Air New Zealand 747 at the time, <clears throat> out onto the runway there at Melbourne Airport. And I remember sort of thinking, well, it's a long way to swim. So let's just see how this goes. <laughs> So anyway, um, anyone who's travelled on, on an old jumbo jet, I mean, it's just amazing. And we rolled out on the runway, they pushed the throttles forward and we were thrust back and we were rumbling down this runway and up into the sky and I just thought, this is amazing, I love this. And so we flew to the States and I ended up living in America with a, um, a retired Air Force couple. Uh, he'd, he'd not been a pilot, he'd actually been a commander of a... Um, a ballistic missile silo actually in, at the height of his career, but we lived very close to an Air Force base where we were. So aviation was all around you all the time and you're just watching these Hercules aircraft in this part of the world flying over all the time and thinking, how wonderful is this? So when I came back to Australia, I um, well, actually, originally what I wanted to do was to go work for a year and then go back to America and go to college. But in the meantime, I started taking some flying lessons at Moorabbin. So that was in about early 1990 and I just started going from there so fortunately I was able to go back to the US in the end and live with that couple again and we ended up buying our own Cessna and doing all my training or just about all of my training over there so yeah it's been a 30 plus year love affair with it. Wow I love hearing that and um, with all your flying and you just mentioned you had to do a whole lot of training so what kind of training did you have to do? So when you're going into uh, when you when you everybody starts the same everybody that's flying something big that you see you know all your airline pilots they all started the same we all started flying something small so uh, originally at Moorabbin Airport at a flying school called the Shut Flying Academy which is sadly no longer with us um, you start off in a little uh, two seat Cessna a little Cessna one fifty two it's called and you're just doing basic things so first you've got to learn about You've got to do a lot of theory first. You've got to do a lot of ground school. You've got to know, you've got to understand how the aircraft works, not just that it flies, but why it flies and how it flies, and a bit about weather and a bit about aerodynamics. So you get all that ground school sort of squared away, and then the instructor will 
take you out into a training area, uh, which actually is right over where we are, actually where we're located now is where the training area is. If you look outside most days, you'll hear seaplanes going over. They're all doing training around this area coming out of Moorabbin. And he'll take you up there and you'll start off with uh, what they call effects of control. So he'll show you how to bank the aircraft, how to climb, how to descend, different power settings, things like that. And progressively over time, he'll start teaching you how to do the takeoff. And obviously the most important part, he'll teach you a bit later on how to land. So that's a basic outline of, of any training syllabus anywhere in the world. That's how they do it. And eventually they will send you off uh, for your first solo, which is, a, which is a huge thing. And that's something that you'll never forget. And Steve, what kind of level of licenses do you have? Are you able to fly um, a small plane or can you fly like your big commercial planes? No, I could dream about flying the big commercial planes. No, I, I never really went beyond the bug smashers, the little small aircraft. So uh, Cessna 172, which is a four-seat aircraft, that's what I've got most of my time in. Um, I had dreams of going on to the airlines. Um, the world was a little different back then when I was training and it, um, it wasn't so easy, but... Um, I did most of my training in the US, so I have a, uh, you know, I did my commercial license training over in the United States. I have an instrument rating as well over there. But when I came back here, I, I never ended up converting those. So the process was a bit beyond me at the time. I didn't have the financial means to do it. And life ended up just, just life ended up just going in a bit of a different direction. So I have a private uh, pilot's license here. Um, what they, what they used to call an unrestricted private pilot's license. So I think now it's just called a PPL. So that's the license I have here, but uh, no airline flying for me, unfortunately. I end up, uh, well, actually, I ended up driving trains, so it's almost as cool. And uh, Steve, for me, music puts me in a very good mood, in a very good headspace. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering, when you're uh, flying up in the air, are you listening to any music? Like, what? Um, did you get into any music, or is it just dead flat silence? Well, it's kind of neither. And now I know pilots these days that can, like some of the headsets people wear, because obviously it's very noisy in a, in a light aircraft, so people are wearing headsets just like we're wearing in here in the studio. Um, I know some of the newer ones, they can play music, but generally speaking, and particularly when you're around an area like Melbourne where there's a lot of traffic around, you can't really listen to music. You're listening to air traffic control. and you're, Or if you're a little bit away from Melbourne, you've got to be listening out for people making broadcasts from other aircraft. Aircraft will talk to each other and tell each other where they are. Or if you're flying into a smaller airport, you'd be making a broadcast about who you are, where you are, and what you intend to do. So I don't really listen to music. You know, I might be, I might have a tune kicking around in my head perhaps here and there, but um, you really can't. It's not quiet in the in the cockpit of a light aircraft, but as I say, you've you've really got to be listening to air traffic control, and particularly if you're flying into somewhere like uh, here in Melbourne, for example, if you're flying into um, highly controlled airspace, say into Essendon, you you can't be listening to music. You've you've you know you'll be getting instructions all the time from air traffic control, so you've got to be listening for that. And um, I also want to ask as well. Um, let's just say like someone's. Uh, is flying and they're going uh, a very long way, like let's just say somewhere to overseas and they're flying um, like over the water, up in the sky. Is it the is it the similar thing as well or not really? Well, now I know a lot of airline pilots and I know um, once they get up, I, I think a lot of their processes are pretty automated once they, once they get into the cruise. Um, obviously, uh, they, they practice something called a sterile cockpit. So uh, when they're taking off and doing critical phases of flight, like taking off and landing, for example, um, 
all the communications within the cockpit are all focused around all the processes they need to concentrate on. So there's no distraction. So everybody's, you know, uh, concentrating and focused on, on the task at hand. But I think probably once they get up into particularly some really long overwater flights, I mean, if you've ever been to the States, that's a long flight. I yes, think it lot, is. I think a lot of them, mm. uh, a lot of them read books, I think, and, and uh, talk amongst themselves, maybe twiddle on their iPads and stuff. But there's always got to be somebody up there um, monitoring the can you know or everything that's going on and making sure the plane's operating quickly uh, properly. Interestingly, on long haul flights like that, um, there'll actually be extra crew and they'll swap around, uh, you know, partway through the flight. So there's actually bunks in those uh, long haul aircraft where pilots can come off duty and go up and have a bit of a sleep if they need to and all that sort of stuff. But uh, now flying around in an aircraft that, that I can fly, you know, your maximum durations maybe four hours. So you know, uh, and there's really nowhere to walk. It's like sitting in a car, so you can't really go anywhere. Mm. So let's talk podcasting. You have a unique podcasting, a very special podcasting. What is it, and how did the idea come about? So the show's called Plane Crazy Down Under, and we started that back in two thousand and nine with um, myself and a friend of mine, and. The object of that podcast was to talk about aviation here in Australia and, and, and paint it in a positive light where we can. Um, it's really interesting doing your flying training over in America in, in what we would call general aviation, so light aircraft, not the airlines. There's a real community, there's a real attitude over there, like a real positive, an air of positivity most of the time around it, and it's cheaper to do it over there. There's not a lot of uh, taxes and charges like there are here. When I came back to Australia, I found it's a much smaller community here. It's a little more insular, and sometimes it's not as there's not as so much of the can-do or positivity around it. And unfortunately, that kind of persists to this day. But what we wanted to do was to you know flesh out some of those good news stories in aviation, and there are some really good news stories around when you you talk about you talk to people that are doing some really interesting things in aviation. So that was the point of that show. We ran it right through until about 2017 and uh, then we took a break for a few years and then last year we, we brought it back again. So um, we, we do everything from air show commentary to going around. We've flown with the Air Force uh, quite a few times. Um, we've, we've interviewed really senior politicians. We've, you know, we've been on with the airlines and, and, and run through uh, all sorts of subjects with people from that industry. So it's it's been a really great journey and really fun. And even though, you know, I don't uh, fly as much as I'd like to these days, you can kind of live vicariously through the industry by talking to some really, really interesting people. I love hearing that. And um, you and your friend who do the podcast show together, do you record from a studio or do you go um, on the location and record on location? So my uh, my offsider's name is Grant McHeron, and we now he lives about 30, 40 k's away from here. So we use uh, uh, some online tools these days. Uh, some we use a system called Squadcast, uh, but there's there's several others around that are similar to it. Um, so he has a studio at his place. I have a studio at my place, and that's ninety nine point nine percent of the time how we record. And similarly with guests, we can use that system to bring in really studio quality audio these days and and uh, do our uh, interview that way and, and people probably wouldn't know because it, it, not like the old days where you were coming down a phone line and it sounded really scratchy that doesn't really happen these days but we do go out sometimes and go out into the field like we've got an air show coming up soon down at uh, Tyab, so we'll be down there doing some interviews there so we've got a full suite of 
outside broadcast gear that we can take with us, recording equipment, and we will go down there and find people to get interviews with. So it's, you know, where the opportunity presents itself, that's what we do. So you mentioned guests. Has there been um, a special interview or a special guest that has come on and stood out to you? Well, we've had so many guests that, that really stand out to me. But I suppose the one that I always think back to when people ask me this question is is a radio personality by the name of Tim Smith. Now, a lot of people will know Tim. He was on uh, Triple M for many years, and yes. I believe he's down on Surf Coast FM mm-hmm. these days doing a show down there. Tim's a great guy, a big guy, and, and really, really funny and just great to talk to. And oh, I've got to tell you, I was really nervous going in there and talking to him actually at the time, but he just made us feel so welcome. And he told us a story. We actually entitled that episode, um, Why Flying Saved My Life. And Tim um, talked about the what can be a pretty unhealthy lifestyle working in breakfast FM radio. And, he, you know, he was talking about the way he didn't eat the right foods and smoked a lot of cigarettes at the time. And, and, and basically um, he decided, uh, well, take a step back, he'd Somewhere through that journey, he got interested in flying and wanted to do it. Now, one of the things that you have to do is be medically fit to fly, and the Civil Aviation Safety Authority's medical people keep a pretty close eye on that. So he's gone off to one of their medical examiners, and I think he's basically been told, if you keep living this way, it's not going to be a long life for you. So he had to get a lot fitter through that, and he actually talked in a really engaging way and also a really emotional way about the impact that his journey through aviation had on him and how it encouraged him to live a healthier lifestyle so that he could pursue some other dreams. And every time I think of that interview, it must have been 2010 or 11 when we recorded that, but it's still probably my absolute favourite to this day. And Steve, uh, could you please give your sh- uh, podcast show a plug? How do we get to hear the show? Well, you can head to our website, which is plainecrazydownunder.com, and, of course, you can uh, find us on all, all of the standard podcast platforms, your, you know, your iTunes and Spotify and iHeartRadio and all of that. We're everywhere you can find a podcast in your app. Um, hopefully people use the Pocket Casts app. That's my personal favourite, but you can find it on any. But plainecrazydownunder.com. Steve, uh, this question um, I will always ask my guests. It's the famous time machine. We're going to put you in there and send you all the way to the past. Um, okay. And the and when you first uh, got into to this journey, your your flying pilot journey. Now, knowing what you know now, is there anything that you would change? You know what? I would have been more persistent with it. I became a bit of an angry young man at the time when things had got on top of me, and you know, I was back here in Australia, and I just wasn't able to make it work. I, I didn't have the financial means uh, back at that time. Um, we were in a pretty nasty recession, as I recall, back at that time. So coming across work was a little bit difficult. But, you know, I suppose if I knew then what I know now, I can see that, you know, looking at it through the eyes of a guy in his 50s now, yeah, I would have been more persistent with it. I would have been more persistent. And I, I, I wish I had have stuck at it. However, I found my way and I think I found my niche in the railways. I, I drive trains. I, I teach people to drive trains these days and do all that stuff. So I think that's probably where life was meant to go for me. Um, but interestingly, even in that, um, I take a lot of the things I learned from flying back then and apply it to uh, teaching people how to drive trains. There's a lot of similarities in, in many ways. And so, you know, I suppose life life took a journey that I didn't expect back then. But, yeah, I mean, 
you know, you look at the you look at planes flying over. Anyone who's been a pilot, a plane flies over, and the first thing you do is stick your head up in the sky and watch it. And so, you know, I, I suppose you know maybe I shouldn't have been so angry back then. And who knows, maybe I might have been flying in the airlines. But you know, that's uh, life goes in unexpected paths, and I'm happy. Okay, uh, I'm I'm gonna make you uh, choose only one here, Steve. Planes or trains? Oh, planes every time. Planes every time. Yeah. Flying is very, very cool. So, um, you know, people who haven't tried it, I'd highly recommend it. Yes, and uh, uh, I, I, I have to agree with that a little bit because um, I've flown a lot yep. in the past and I love flying. I mean, I've got a trip coming up really soon. I'm, I'm going somewhere and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's, it's just an amazing thing. Well, I hope you have a great trip. Thank you. Steve? Thank you very much for coming on to my podcast show. I really appreciate it. Love talking to you about flying and uh, hopefully we can talk again really soon. It's my pleasure, JP. Thanks for having me. No worries. And a great chat from Steve. Can't wait to fly. Thanks for listening to Talk All Things with JP. I'm your host, JP. See you next week. This has been another episode of the Talk All Things with JP podcast. For more, check us out on Spotify and chuck us a like on Facebook and Instagram. 